0: gospel reading is repetitive. There's only one message. And the message is as simple as it is direct. Repent. And repent now before it is too late. But why do we need to hear this three times in a row? Why these three stories in Luke's Gospel, each one of them telling us pretty much the same thing. Why the repetition? Come to think of it, the Lenten period itself seems even more repetitive. We have 40 days of it. Can't we get the message of repentance just once? and get it over with? Why three stories of repentance? Why 40 days of Lent? Let's begin by looking briefly at each of these three stories. First, there's the thing that happened when Pontius Pilate slaughtered a bunch of people from Galilee we were offering sacrifices in the temple. Luke's description is both straightforward and grisly at once. Pilate mingled the blood with their sacrifices. Then, Jesus mentions this horrible event where the tower by Jerusalem's water reservoir, the pool of Siloam, had toppled over and it killed 18 people. Jesus' message in both cases is the same. Don't think that either the gruesomely murdered Galileans or the hapless victims of the tower collapse were especially sinful, more so than others. Bad things happen not just to bad people. That said, Jesus insists, these events nonetheless should serve as examples to us. Unless you repent, you will likewise perish, he says. Bad things don't happen only to bad people. At the same time, God does not let a failure to repent Go unpunished. Then, after these two events, these two recent incidents of the Galileans being slaughtered and of these people in Jerusalem getting killed by a collapsing tower, we get this parable of a fig tree that fails to bear fruit three years in a row, with the owner impatiently suggesting to the vine dresser that he cut it down. And the vine dresser responding with a plea for patience. Let's leave it one more year. If it still doesn't bear fruit, then cut it down. There's no mistaking the message here either. Unless we bear fruit, we like the fig tree will perish. The message is clear, yet repetitive. We must repent. We must repent. We must repent. If we don't, we will perish like the Galileans and like the people by Siloam. It is a sharp message. Perhaps a necessary one, but do we need it in triple form? The answer to our question is yes. We do need the message in triplicate. We do need the Lenten journey to last no less than 40 days. But to understand why, we need to get into the question of what repentance is. Once we know what repentance is, we also know why repetition is at the heart of it. Now if you're like me, you're an activist. When you think repenting, You're thinking of all the things, little and big, that you've done wrong. And so you want to start over again, doing things better next time around. Now, that's not entirely wrong. Repenting does involve recognizing wrongdoing, asking forgiveness, changing direction. If that's all, then repenting is going to be very hard work indeed. For it leaves out one crucial thing that goes into the very definition of repentance. That one crucial thing is remembering. At the most basic level, repenting means remembering. In some sense, this is an obvious thing. When we sin, we forget God. We forget that God is merciful, gracious, slow to anger abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. That is the character of God, right? That is Psalm 103, which we read. And behind Psalm 103, that is Exodus chapter 34, with God passing before Moses, standing in the cleft of the rock, reminding him of who he is. What his name is, what his character is. Sin means forgetfulness. And that is why David in Psalm 103 repeats himself so often Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits we're barely into the psalm and we've already reminded ourselves three times that we should be blessing the Lord. Then at the very end of the psalm, we get it four more times where twice we are reminding the angels to bless the Lord. Then are telling all of creation to bless the Lord. And finally, are reminding ourselves yet once again in the very concluding line, Bless the Lord, O my soul. We are sinful creatures. That is to say, our memory isn't what it used to be. If our memory were functioning well, We'd be praising God all of the time. We would never forget. So if repenting means remembering, well, then what is it that God wants us to remember? The main thing is simply this. God wants us to remember him. He wants us to remember who He is. Merciful and gracious. Slow to anger. Abounding in steadfast love. In faithfulness. Each one of these descriptions tells us one and the same thing. Each one says to us, God does not forget you. God always remembers you. God's main message to Moses by the burning bush is exactly that. I remember. Right before this story that we read of the burning bush, the very end of chapter 2, we read this. And we know in the back of our minds that God's people are in slavery and that they're crying out to God. And then just before the narrative of the burning bush, we read this. And God heard that groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. God heard, God remembered, God saw, God knew. You and I may forget God. It's called sin. God never forgets us. God always hears. God always remembers. God always sees. God always knows. Yahweh is the name of the God who always remembers. And he's asking you and me to also remember him. Right? He says that later on in that same chapter to Moses. This is my name forever. And thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. When we repent, we remember That God always remembers. We remind ourselves that He never forgets. There's a difference between our remembering and God's remembering, isn't there? The Lord reminds us often because we forget. That's what this whole thing in 1 Corinthians 10 is about. St. Paul reminds the Corinthians, he reminds them of desert stories of long times, long past. He says these stories are examples or types that he's going to share and make present to them, to their minds, and to their lives. Now, this is scary types. They're frightening examples. In some ways, after all, each of these stories is about people being destroyed in the desert. The function of these examples is obvious. St. Paul uses them as warnings. Each one chisels away at the same message. Repent. Remember God. Remember God. These things, and Paul's message is no different than Jesus' in Luke's Gospel these things took place as examples for us that we might not desire evil as they did. St. Paul, much like Jesus, turns to history. And he says, let's recall for a moment. Let's remember now. In his opening words to that chapter, in 10 verse 1, St. Paul sets up the whole thing with a comment, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers. Literally, he says, I don't want you to be ignorant. When you're ignorant, you don't know. You don't remember. You don't remember who God is, what he has done. And so Paul gives us a history lesson. Because he wants us to remember. He wants us to know. God's memory and ours are not the same. His is perfect, ours often fails. God remembers us the way the vine dresser remembers his fig tree. Let's give it one more year, he says. Let's not cut it down quite yet. If it bears fruit after we dug around it and fertilized it, great. If not, well, let's. Cut it down next year. This is God's character. He never forgets. Sure, sometimes with David, you and I cry out to God, How long, O oh Lord, will you forget us forever? Right? Or we complain with Asaph, Psalm 74 Oh God, why do you cast us off forever? Remember your congregation, which you've purchased of old. But eventually, eventually, we come around and we confess. God does not forget, ever. God remembers always because that is who he is. It is his steadfast love that doesn't let him ever forget. It is his mercy and his compassion that make him always remember. And so the vine dresser has given us yet again another 40 days. David is keenly aware of God's never-failing memory. As he reflects on his character in today's psalm. Psalm 103. As a father shows compassion on his children. So the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are but dust. God knows. God remembers always. God's memory and ours are not the same. For us to remember is to repent. For God to remember is simply to remain the same. As the psalmist says, from everlasting to everlasting. We need Jesus' threefold reminder to repent. We need the repetition 40 days on end. It's the only way to get rid of sin. Sin is to forget the rock that follows us all the way along our pilgrimage. Sin is to forget our Lord who has walked and still walks ahead of us. On our pilgrimage. He follows us. He travels ahead of us. He goes before us. He closes in behind us. He always has been there. And he always will be there. The reason is clear by now. God always remembers. God never Forgets. Why? Because Jesus is the contents of the memory of God. To sin is to forget Jesus, the memory of God. To repent is to return back to Jesus. to the the memory of God. And so when today Jesus' stories call us to repentance, he's working on our memory, calling us again and again to himself. For he is the eternal living memory, the eternal living contents of the mind of God. He's the living testimony that God does not forget. God remembers. That God is faithful always. God's memory and ours are not the same. God's is flawless, ours patchy at best. That is why he's so beautiful so fitting, so gracious for Jesus to give us three stories, one message. Jesus is working on our memory. He is making ours more and more like God. We know of God's name and character. He forgives us our iniquity, He heals our diseases. He redeems our life from the pit. He crowns us with steadfast love and mercy. He satisfies us with good. When God forgives us, He heals us. He redeems us. He sets us free. He crowns us. And He satisfies us with good. He reshapes our memories, therefore, to be like His. He makes us remember His steadfast love, His mercy, His compassion in Christ. It is that link, beloved, between God's memory and ours, That makes us like him. We remember God in Christ because God remembers us in Christ. And when we do remember him, we shout out with David Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Repentance is turning from forgetfulness to praise.